Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Donneron Monologue podcast. We are starting a new series this week, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's a series that's near and dear to my heart. It's a series that's near and dear to the heart of every true millennial. Um, you know, no true millennial wouldn't have experienced this. And then uh, I had a title for it, but basically, we're just talking about the first wave of Pokemania, the, the first time it came to America. And this is something you see discussed a lot online. Because we're in an age now where people born in the year 2000 are adults. Like, let that sink in for a moment. And these people literally don't remember this happening. They, they weren't there. And this is a very hard cultural experience to explain to people that weren't there because it was everywhere. It was one, you know, we talk a lot about ubiquity and like cultural phenomenon now, but this was everywhere in my corner of the world where there was literally nothing but trees and gravel roads. Pikachu had still found his way there and had a statue erected that we all gathered around at noon and worshipped and made sacrifices to. And that was mild compared to what was happening in the rest of the world. Anyway, uh, before I go any further, I do want to thank our uh, longtime sponsor. Uh, we want to mention her once again, Ashley Luann K., uh, the Minnesota Nurse, all one word, all lowercase, on Instagram. Uh, find her account and follow her. She is a huge supporter of the show, big fan, and we're always happy to uh, we're always happy to acknowledge our sponsors. So uh, today, the specific subject we're going to talk about under the uh, umbrella subject of Pokemania is we're going to talk about when it first hit. It, Nintendo is a marketing monster. I think we could all agree with that. Uh, Nintendo, um, if you study a bit of history about Nintendo in the 80s, uh, there's a reason the Nintendo Entertainment System was literally synonymous with uh, video games, and that's because they had a very aggressive, very cutthroat marketing that made it that way. For instance, um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but if you wanted to sell Nintendo games in your store, you were literally only allowed to carry so many titles from a competitor. Like, once you went over that, Nintendo would revoke your right to sell their products in your store. True story. So, uh, but but thank goodness they did, because they were the better product. Maybe because of that, maybe I've just been conditioned so much to think that by their aggressive marketing. I don't know. But anyway, never had the marketing machine of Nintendo been so furious and so focused as when uh, Pokemon was released in the U.S. So, the Pokemon games came out in 1996 in Japan. Uh, the, the guy who made Pokemon was actually, he had actually had a lifelong uh, obsession with insects. He liked insects and collected insects. And uh, one day, he happened to notice two children playing with a Game Boy, and they had a link cable. If you guys remember the link cable, you used to literally have a cable you would hook up to one Game Boy and then another Game Boy, and you could play two-player. The only game I can remember doing that with before Pokemon is Tetris. Do you guys remember a game before, uh, any other game other than Tetris that used the link cable before Pokemon? I think it might may have honestly been just Tetris. Maybe the Mortal Kombat ports, but they were awful anyway, so I don't remember anyone actually liking the uh, Game Boy Mortal Kombat ports. But anyway, so he noticed these children playing with the link cables, and he noticed an ant crawling across the link cable. Pokemon was born. Um, he took that idea, the idea of trading, battling, leveling, and, and all that, and, and Pokemon grew from all that. That's why the bug type is still so prominent to this day. So... He, he, this was released in 1996 in Japan, and it, I don't need to tell you how big it was in Japan. So uh, by 1998, Nintendo was ready to release it here, and boy were they ready, because within a matter of three months, we had a video game, we had an anime, we had a trading card game, we had merch everywhere, and uh, you guys remember, it's like you just woke up one day and it was the biggest thing in the world. 
it was it, it, that that's literally what it was like like um i remember the way i heard about it was uh my cousin uh cody we mentioned him a lot on the show uh he lived in a town about uh two counties away what is it like 30 miles tell said he's 50 miles from yankee town that ain't right yeah um but anyway, so when we 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 were we were best friends growing up, so we'd stay the night at each other's houses a lot. But that meant our moms or whoever would meet at a town in the middle of this route. And he got in the car one day, and he didn't even say hi or anything. He just had his nose glued to the Game Boy. Um, not that odd if you know. <laughs> but uh, I was like, "What are you playing?" And he's like, "Pokemon." And I'm like, "What's a Pokeman?" And he's like, "Oh, you. It's Pokemon." <laughs> Um, and so he just spent all weekend describing this awesome game to me. And I think, uh, by Saturday I had my allowance gathered up and bought it. I bought red version and even having the whole game described to me, because you didn't really have spoiler alerts when you were kids. Like if you asked someone about what they were playing, they just told you everything about it. Um, but, uh, of course I had been, it, there were so many other things going on in 1998 too, because you had Final Fantasy VII released a year earlier, Xenogears had released that year. 1998, man, like Japan was ready for a takeover of our uh, youth culture. It really was. Um, Dragon Ball Z premiered on Cartoon Network, so instead of being in syndication on uh, these, uh, I think it was on syndication on. I think I remember watching on UPN or WGN or something like that. When I was real, when I was real little, and that was my first exposure. But I think those episodes only went up to Vegeta. I think it cut off at the fight with Vegeta. But Cartoon Network, of course, got it, and they were ready to run all the way through Frieza. So we were going to get Super Saiyan Goku. So all these things were just sort of combining into this explosion. And um, basically, my thesis statement for today is the reason we have otaku and weebs in America right now is because of Pokemania. Truly and wholly feel that it, it's what happened to me. And I never recovered. I've been trying my whole life. But uh, I've not been trying. But <laughs> I haven't tried at all. Uh, why would I want to be unhappy? You know? Um, but anyway, so the, the, this wave hit. It, it, it was ridiculous. And um, I'll never forget this. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before. But I want to mention it as often as possible. I still remember a seventh grade teacher, a geography teacher. I actually don't remember her name. But I'll never forget this moment. She caught us trading Pokemon cards in class, and she took the cards, and she just went off on us. And you know when the teacher's yelling at you in front of the whole class? If it hits, if it's true, it was always super embarrassing. But sometimes she's just so, he or she is so off the mark that it's like whatever, and it's kind of a funny moment that you remember because all the kids are laughing at her with you. And or he, him. And uh, she took the Pokemon cards and she said, the saddest thing is you're going to look back and see all this time you wasted. 20 years from now, no one's even going to remember Pokemon. It is exactly 21 years later. And I'm pretty sure the world still remembers Pokemon. It is still the highest grossing franchise in the world. Uh, my son, for his eighth grade uh, part, eighth grade, eighth birthday party, his, his when he turned eight, he had a Pokemon theme with a big Pokemon cake with Pikachu, who was one of the cards you confiscated from me that day. So we're still playing. So I don't know what you're doing. In fact, I know for a fact you're not a teacher because you got fired two years after that. Um, but I know that for a fact. So um, you're lucky I don't remember your name, lady, because I would be putting it all over the world. But um, so... This so as you could see, this was huge. Schools were making. Did, did Tell City have rules about Pokemon cards? They um, most schools had rules. 
Did you did you hustle Pokemon cards? <laughs> so apparently Adam hustled Pokemon cards. Like he walked into a room and like everything got quiet. And the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression. So true. <laughs> well, I was singing the Gambler by the late Kenny Rogers because it was about poker. But did a uh, po poker mod. <laughs> There was a completely made-up rule when we were little that I think was an adaptation of an early abandoned Magic the Gathering rule where if you won a game of Pokemon cards against your opponent that you got one of their cards. A lot of Charizards changed hands from a lot of ignorant kids that way. Also, uh, I'll mention this later because we're going to cover the TCG in a later episode, but I want to mention right now, um, like and comment if you're one of the poor souls that remembers putting a first edition Charizard on a hot pavement because you had no idea what you were holding in your hands. Um, I didn't do that. I actually never had a Charizard because by the time I got into it, everyone knew the value of the card. Um, but anyway, this was an absolute cultural takeover. And I, I am having difficulty describing it to you. I had bullet points and everything, but I'm having a hard time saying it because we don't have anything to compare it to. Uh, Volkswagen made 10 Pikachu, it, it was 10, right? 10 Pikachu edition bugs that literally looked like a balled-up Pikachu rolling down the road. Uh, name another game that had a special edition vehicle like that at that time. No. Mario had a whole Hollywood movie made, The Wizard, in uh, for Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3. So did Pokemon. So... Pokemon was the most aggressive marketing in video game history, and it's why twenty year, over 20 years later, we still treat it like this. And we can't walk away. No matter what Game Freak does, we can't walk away. Um, and that, I think that's a good thing, because I still think Game Freak is making a good product. I think people just expect too much out of them. But I promise you, the moment I think they're putting out something that's just objectively bad, I will be right there with you, bad-mouthing them. Um, because I thought Sakurai could do no wrong, and you all remember how mad I was about Byleth um, in Smash. So, And I like Three Houses. I'm watching the boys play Three Houses right now. They're playing the DLC. But uh, they, I, not even like Hulkamania in the 80s can compare. Like Hulk Hogan had a Saturday morning cartoon. Like He had a cartoon. Uh, not even the Attitude Era wrestling of the 90s when everyone was into wrestling. Not even that could compare, man. Like, Pokemania was just huge. Everyone liked Pokemon. I remember um, the girls in my class in fifth grade who had never, who had no interest in video games and still to this day have no interest in video games, loved borrowing my strategy guides and, uh, and the sticker books that you could use to track your Pokemon because these were cute. It was just expert marketing. And to this day, there are, there are Pokemon fans right now who don't even like the video game because it's legit just a media concept like there are people who have favorite pokemon and they'll they'll swear by these pokemon but they don't play the games these are their favorite pokemon because they remember having a plush when they were a kid or they remember the card looked cool or something it's so much bigger than a video game um there are people i remember on the pokemon board on 4chan there are people that just like the anime that's the only thing they're interested in and I can't think of another video game. Guys, help me out and correct me if you're wrong, but I don't know of another video game like that. I don't know another video game that, that created something like that at all. Um, no one tells you they like Zelda because of the 1980s cartoon. No one. They may have liked the cartoon, but that's not why they like Zelda. They like Zelda because of the video game. And to me, that's just very unique. I think the only other thing that could come close to that sort of thing 
in the same sense as Dragon Ball Z, but even then, I think it falls short. Um, there's a Pokemon. Uh, I think Mega Blocks came out with Pokemon Legos like four years ago. Very cool, by the way. Uh, my son has an awesome uh, Mewtwo and Mew set that, that just looks great sitting on his uh, shelf. And there are generation there are generations being raised on Pokemon. Those kids that that were born in the year 2000 that are 20 now, they always had Pokemon around. It's just part of their video game lifestyle. And I can't think. Not even World of Warcraft compares to the popularity of the Pokemon video games. That's saying something. Because World of Warcraft, they had Mr. T in a commercial in 2008. Yeah. So, uh, that, that, to me, that just says a lot. Uh, so, this week, we'll be going into more detail. We'll talk about the first-gen games. We'll talk about the TCG. We'll talk about the anime. And uh, on, on Friday, we'll sort of wrap things up and, and, and explain the lasting legacy and what came from all this. So... Uh, but today uh, we're, we're just sort of we're just sort of gushing and remembering about uh, Pokemania and it, its long-term effects on uh, literally everything else. So, uh, guys, um, before I go, I, I, I do want to say um, in in the links that we provide, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. We're we're absolutely popping. Our Discord is adding new members every day. It's a lot of fun in there. We're having a ball. So uh, there's a link to the Discord. Uh, there's a link to our Patreon if you want to be a uh, supporter. We're coming out with a lot of great Patreon-exclusive content, so be sure to tune in there. Uh, and uh, we, we want to thank our Patreon supporters that we have so far. You guys are great. Um, the, the disc, the, They're the funnest guys in the Discord, honestly. So, uh, and, and, of course, we have a, uh, a merch booth. Check it out after the show. Um, we'll be there signing autographs at the merch booth after the show or in the links. So, um... And while you're scoping through those links, uh, be sure to check out the other guys at the Rally Networks. Um, as I've said before, what's cool is we all sort of cover different subjects. We're all very, we're all very interesting, very intellectual people. You're gonna love us all. So uh, just check out that link. Give these guys a listen. And uh, until I see you guys next time, uh, have some fun and uh, let me know how you're liking the Isle of Armor DLC.